Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Ben Falcone, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Doug Foreman, Co-Chief Investment Officer of the firm. Doug, although the equity markets remain positive for the full year, the third quarter was negative, with most U.S. markets down by 3 to 5%. What do you think were the primary reasons for the pullback in equity markets? Well, Ben, we saw a pause and a pullback in both bonds and stocks during the course of the third quarter. Um, stocks perhaps due for a little bit of a breather after a very strong first half. I think the uh, trigger for the correction, if you will, or modest pullback in, in stocks across the board in the third quarter was really triggered by the backup in long-term yields, particularly the 10-year. The 10-year went up a, a fair amount during the course of the quarter unexpectedly. And I think there was a couple of principal reasons for that. Uh, number one, the price of energy, uh, which was in the mid-70s to start the quarter, finished in the mid-90s. That's a huge increase in the price of energy in a three-month period. Um, that obviously has an impact on longer-term inflation and expectations for the market and the fact that strength in the economy really uh, continued to be very strong in the third quarter as well, which also helped the recovery in the price of oil. So the strength that we're seeing, you know, keep in mind when we came into the year, investors were convinced that we were going to have a recession and would show up by mid-year 2023. And 2023, it was a foregone conclusion that we would have a at least a, a mild, if not meaning, more meaningful recession where corporate earnings declined 20, 30%. That was really conventional wisdom when we started the year. And needless to say, that hasn't shown up and it clearly didn't show up in the third quarter. So continued strength in the price of oil and the overall economy causing a backup in longer term rates, which the Fed doesn't control. These are market rates that are being priced by market participants every day. Doug, although the Federal Reserve communicated that their rate hikes were paused, we saw interest rates continue to rise and the yield curve flatten. Provide us your thoughts on what the bond market and yield curve are signaling to investors. In terms of the yield curve, it's interesting. You know, I've been waiting for months and written extensively the last couple, six, seven um, months about, you know, trying to get the yield curve out of an inverted position, which is a clear negative for, for equity markets and for the economy on an ongoing basis. It signals the fact that the economy is slowing and likely to slow even more when you have an inverted curve because of the absence of bank lending in that kind of environment. Nobody wants to borrow money at, say, 5% and, and, and make a loan at 4 That math doesn't work. So I've been waiting for the yield curve to at least flatten out. And ironically, with the backup in the 10-year this quarter, we did see some flattening of the curve. It's not completely flat yet, but it's moving in the right direction from, say, 120 basis points of inversion to more like 60 during the course of the quarter. Uh, as we speak today, it's actually flattened even further. Now, that's good news. But the bad news is the way it's been flattening is 10-year long-term rates have gone up more than short-term rates have gone up. And so that's resulted in some flattening. And so short-term rates really haven't given way yet to any sort of material decline, which is really what stocks need to, to really break out and start doing much better, I think, as we move forward. But the good news is I think that the inversion is becoming clearly less inverted and hopefully this process will continue and we'll see some improvement, i.e. a decline in short-term yields and the yield curve can get back to flat if not positively sloped, which I think would signal uh, improved economic growth as we move forward. 
and really a, a key for improved market breadth as well. Because a lot of companies, you know, they need the wind at their backs economically to do well. And when the wind's in their face, there's only certain businesses that are really special that can grow in that kind of environment with strong secular growth prospects. The average company has more, obviously more difficulty doing that when things are mediocre or negative in terms of growth. Doug, during the past quarter, artificial intelligence and generative AI have become a focus for investors as an investment theme. What is your view on the emergence of AI as an investment theme? And how is KAR taking this into consideration in their portfolios? AI, we are believers in. We believe it's a transformative technology. It's not to be ignored. Uh, yes, all these new things when they come out with the internet in the 90s or the cloud computing in 2004, 2005, they always get a lot of early hype and investors get sometimes a little bit too excited short term. But this is a transformation technology that has the ability and capability to impact every industry uh, one way or another as we move forward. So it's something we're monitoring closely. It's still early. But there's also consultants and other companies that are more likely to, IT consultants that are very likely to experience, you know, a strong demand as many companies need help, particularly small, medium-sized businesses need help trying to figure out, you know, how to, what their AI strategy is going to be, how it can impact their business, how it can help them and how it can hurt them. And so that seems like an obvious source of long-term demand as well. So we're, this is an area that we're going to continue to monitor. It's going to take 10 years for the full impact of this to be really be felt and really understood by investors and companies, et cetera. So, it, you know, our job day to day is to figure this stuff out and stay on top of it. And at Kane, that's what we're exactly what we're going to continue to do. Lastly, Doug, although the current economic data remains generally positive and the job market remains tight, there are heightened concerns that the U.S. is heading into a recession. What is your economic outlook for the next year? In terms of the economic outlook, you know, we think just like we thought at the beginning of the year that we're not going to have a deep recession. And the reason we say that is that, you know, deep recessions are caused by a lot of euphoria, euphoria in terms of management, consumers, investors, etc. And by euphoria, I mean, you know, companies are building plant, adding capacity, uh, adding labor because they believe their demand is going to boom or is already booming and they think believe it's going to be sustained. Consumers, you know, are, are very bullish because the market's doing well, stock prices are up a lot, they're making a lot of money and their job is intact and, and, and the economy's buzzing along at a very high rate. And then what happens, of course, when you get, get into a deep recession is that, you know, these things change, demand patterns change for whatever reasons, sometimes external events and sometimes just exhaustion. And when that happens, then businesses have to retrench, they have to cut their spending, they have to reduce their plant size, they have to lay off labor. And that, of course, becomes self-fulfilling across the board. And then you go into a deeper recession. None of those conditions were present at the beginning of the year. There was no ebullient behavior of any management team that I'm aware of in any of our portfolios. Quite the opposite. People were very cautious, as I mentioned earlier, coming into the year. And I think things have improved, obviously, and then obviously the recession hasn't shown up. And I think people are feeling a little bit better about things, but they're still not ebullient and still not really out on the ledge betting on a real robust recovery here as we move forward. 
So I do think it's obviously possible we're in a period of, if the yield curve continues to stay inverted, particularly at a, you know, 50 basis points or more basis going forward, we're likely to see slow and, and somewhat uneven growth as we move forward, which we've seen already over the last year and a half to two years. That will continue if the curve can't get its act together and the Fed can't, you know, solve the inflation problem that we all think they're actually doing, but we, we need to see more data to, to confirm that. So... You know, my outlook and our outlook continues to be very favorable as we move forward. I think what the market is missing is that, you know, yes, you know, business is still stronger than what the Fed would like at the, on a given, you know, interest rate increase that they put through. Uh, yes, I, I, I wish long rates hadn't backed up as much as they had, but I think the key going forward is going to be the inflation data. And as long as that continues to come in at the Fed's target or lower on a sustained basis, on a six to 12 month basis, then I think you'll see an improving yield curve situation, which will lead to an improving economic situation. And then business activity will actually be fine from here. And so that's that's the way we're positioned and that's the way we're thinking about things as we move forward. Uh, of course, we always own high quality companies that can do well in good or bad times in case we're wrong about the better than expected outlook, but we continue to you know invest in that appropriate manner. Doug, thanks for taking the time to provide your insight to our KaneCast listeners. Thank you very much. You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.